What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Uh, it's July is almost over and <laughs> COVID is not. So we're still getting our mask on and all that good stuff. And it does not seem like it's going to end anytime soon, despite the calls to send kids back to school, which is interesting. So let's talk about some fun stuff with little brother Jace. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh man, you know I, I'm I'm living the dream of a COVID world, and trying to figure out fact from fiction with all these rumors swirling around in Hollywood. You ready to break some down with me? Yeah. All right. So I mean, basically, with nothing confirmed and no news, it's just rumor mill city today. So we're gonna see if you think these rumors have any substance, they're fact or fiction, or if you're interested in them. So let's go with that. All right. All right. One rumor floating around is Captain Marvel 2 will reportedly include Miss Marvel and adapt Secret Invasion. What do you think? Now, let's let's break down Secret Invasion for everybody that doesn't know about it. Secret Invasion was a big Marvel event back when they still mattered. And this was one where the heroes did not realize they had been infiltrated by the scrolls an alien shape-shifting group until one of the avengers got killed and it was revealed that it was not in fact that avenger but actually a scroll so this set off this firestorm of paranoia where everybody was like who's a scroll who's not a scroll and then this big ship arrived and it was a bunch of heroes that we thought were dead or gone who came out of the ship and proclaiming that hey we're back what's up what we missed and then it was like, well, are any of these guys the real deal? Which would have been really cool, but they were all scrolls. But Marvel always kills off heroes. So I thought that would have been a great way to bring some of these dead heroes back to the MCU proper. So this is something that they could do because they've set up that scrolls are infiltrating. Uh, one was playing Peter Parker's teacher and... Another, or I guess the same guy was was pretending to be Nick Fury with Nick Fury's permission. But there could be a secret evil faction of scrolls that have a much more sinister agenda. And that's something that would make sense to play out in Captain Marvel, provided it's not just Captain Marvel. What do you think? Okay. So when we said Ms. Marvel, you're talking about uh, Kam- Kamala? Kamala Khan. Okay. She in there? That's cool. Yes, she would be in that. Okay, that would be bringing in uh, some Inhumans and force Jeff to have to watch the rest of the Inhuman show. That or be- not. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I like the idea because I think not having not playing that out, even though it was like, oh, that was a nice little twist for the Captain Marvel movie. But in the long run, that is still a really good storyline for them to go around. I mean, cause it's just like you, I mean, just especially like in a, a paranoia world where everybody's just like, Hey, we, we don't know who to trust. Um, it would fracture the heroes long enough to make it like some, for almost to make sense for them to have some solo movies. Cause it's like, Hey, I don't know who to trust. I just got to go on my instincts. Um, could I, I mean, you can add a lot, a, a little bit to, Winter Soldier and Falcon, if that still, if that lines up with that timeline. WandaVision, she could be, her and Doctor Strange could be trying to figure out a way to 
you know, make the scrolls reveal themselves. I think I think that one just has a lot of legs and I think it's a great idea. The only thing that I have a problem with it is if it was just limited to Captain Marvel, like in the sense of Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. I think this to do Secret Invasion justice, you need to make it kind of like you did Civil War, where it's like all the heroes in a movie and it just so happens to have Captain Marvel as the lead. And Captain America, Civil War did a great job of still telling the Captain America story within that. And I think they really have to do that to tell Secret Invasion right. While do you still think they would do that Carol. one movie, though? I mean, it needs to just be one. That's not, I mean, Civil War was like six issues. Secret Invasion could be one film if they just pace it right. Okay. Because, I mean, well, it's like, all right, because we have to find some, well, I mean, we can find a reason for a small movie. I mean, a movie of worth a storyline to keep Captain Marvel on Earth. Just I mean, it could just be a simple thing like, hey, this hero we thought was a person is dead. And wait a second. I mean, it could be something like this would be a good way to bring in some of those TV guys so they could have like Luke Cage. Oh, wait, Luke is actually not Luke Cage. He's a scroll. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that what you were saying about having them not trust each other, they just did that in Civil War, so I think it's more of a wait yeah, what's going on kind sure. of thing. Um, and I think they've got plenty of carols, and I think this would be a cool way to just have like a guy in armor pretending to be Iron Man. And that could work because, oh, shoot, Tony's back. And maybe have one, you know, doing a CGI of Chris Evans, Captain America. Maybe Black Widow if the Scarlett Johansson would come back. They have dead heroes. They could do Heimdall for Thor. I mean, there's there's lots of cool things they could do and enough dead heroes. Quicksilver, maybe. That's a way yeah, to bring back Taylor, Taylor Johnson. Um, maybe even bring Phil Coulson into it. There's lots of – there's enough dead characters that that could work. And people would be like, oh, shoot, they're back. And it would really play into the whole paranoia okay. thing. Oh, okay. you're, you're caught up on uh... – uh, shield, but no, it's like, I'm not. I'm, I'm no, but so you're not. enough. You, you're started this season. Yes. So that would be a cool way. It's like, hey, we all know Coulson's been back for a while, but the Avengers don't know he's been back. Right. And then he kind of has. They could use that because I'm pretty sure he's like, uh, my my Marvel money movie money still coming in, so I definitely can come in for a movie, a 20 minute cameo. Now, especially after Shield's been wrapped up. Yeah. So. And I think they really owe Clark Gregg a return to the universe. Oh, wait, he's beyond just the past. I mean, you know, that Captain Marvel thing, but I mean, interacting with characters that he helped put together, mm-hmm. like Fury and, well, not Fury, Thor in particular, because, you know, hey, he's a friend. Um, but it could yeah. be like a good staging point for that, iter- I mean, that next round of. Avengers characters, it's like if we've moved past everybody at the end credits who got the picture up, but like, hey, you know, putting some of these other guys and really making them the focus, but like you said, making it a Captain Marvel movie. I mean, it could be a good way to go. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on. Tenet, Christopher Nolan's masterful masterpiece of an epic that could not be contained on any small screen is finally coming to movie theaters, but it's going to debut international first and then start to roll out in the U S sometime over Labor Day. 
I am very curious to see how this works because people aren't patient. And if they're home stuck, not able to really go to movie theaters, and if they're not one of the selected cities that are playing it, I can't imagine everybody's going to play by the rules. I feel like some people are going to circumvent that, go online somewhere, find it, download and watch it. So there's no money coming from that. And I'm curious if they have any piracy prevention measures to prevent people from just doing what they normally do with movies that are in theaters and releasing them as soon as they come out in theaters. What do you think about this? I don't, I don't, this seems like they're, they're acquiescing to Nolan again. And it's just like, like very much like you said, it's like most movies that get released internationally that are, that have some people that actually want to watch them. You will find them online within an hour after their release. And I it's like if you're you're fighting hard for this movie to make block, box office money, it's just like you the and the audience that you want to get to watch this movie on the big screen is also the audience that will find this online. This is not I mean you're not this isn't a drama movie that people will be like, Oh, I'll wait till it comes out. It's like it'll be a sci fi movie. So it's like they're gonna be like, Oh, okay. We're going to just, I'm just going to download it for my, you know, whatever the random place is. And that's going to be it. I'm just going to watch it this way and remind you, this was a stupid idea to not, you know, release it in, I mean, at home videos. Yeah, I, I think it's really weird. And I'm curious to see how this plays out and if this is going to be the new model going forward. Because um, they're still playing with different ideas for what they're going to do with, with movies. Chief, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? AMC and Universal have struck this deal where theaters are going to get a whopping 17 days where they have an exclusive right to show Universal films. And then it goes on demand so people can watch it at home. So for Universal and AMC, it's the best of both worlds. You get people in theaters taking advantage of basically that two-week window, and then hopefully taking advantage of people who don't want to go out in this pandemic and sit next to somebody who sneezes and doesn't know how to control their food intake and watch a movie. So how will this work? Cause normally it's like 90 days before film is in theaters for it starts making its way to the video on demand route. Um, what do you guys think? Is this going to be the new model going forward? Should it work? Does it, do you think it's going to work, or do you think they should just abandon it and go straight to VOD? Out of us three, who who's going to the movies? Who's going to the movie theater? We got three three people three people on the on the phone here. Which one of you guys are going to end up in the movie theater this year? Not it. No. So we got three people that are not going to movie theater. Who's going to go? The the mask deniers, right? And youngins because young people are stupid you know what i mean that's true so um those are the two those are the two types you're going to get in the movie theater the rest of us uh are going to be home so the way i see it is you give if if, if 17 days fine because you know whoever's going to go see the movie is going to see it it's not going to be crowded so if it's a great movie, you know, I'll wait the 17 days. 
before, uh, you know, and then I'll just either rent it or purchase it on demand. So, um, and they get a, they probably, what they'll probably do really go out at first and just let you rent it for 20 bucks. And then if you like the movie, three months later, they'll hit you with the, do you want to buy it? <laughs> so they may get you on both ends. You know what I mean? So they'll get you, they'll get you coming on a rental and then they'll get you coming for that, that another 20 bucks on the buy. That's basically how so they do it now, 40. though. I mean, you pay your $20 yeah, well, to go to the movies, and then if you like it, you buy it true. later. But usually they'll give you an option to rent it or buy it. But I'm saying when when they'll do this, they'll just give you the option just to rent. And then uh, at some point, they'll they'll throw in the uh, the ability to buy it, maybe 90 days down the road. They'll say, okay, well, now that you've rented it, it's available to buy. So they hit you with forty. You say them you done paid forty now for the movie. So I mean, I'm with it because I'm not gonna step foot in the movie theater this year at all. I don't give a good damn if they're uh, the only way I'll step in is if they put me in an astronaut suit with the whole. I got my own breathing apparatus. Cause it may be that, a bit uncomfortable in the chair. Well, I may be, but you know those chairs have gotten pretty big. They're not like they used to be. When you uh when we first started out they were like airplane seats. Uh now you got the big lazy boy style chairs. So all I'm saying is it's gonna be it should work out pretty well. Cause, I mean, especially for this year. Now this next year, uh, when people quote unquote start taking the cure and people start going back outside, they can cut all this. Uh if it's you know, if it hasn't been lucrative. But in order to make some money this year, you're gonna to have to do something. Cause I, you know, uh, the, the, you know, it's 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 not coming down. It's 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 going forth. So we got to see what's going on with this. And uh, like I said, it's a good move in terms of trying to plan. You know, if if we're not gonna do, if you're not going to movie theater, it's a good move for them to make a little extra money this year. Yeah. James, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna agree with uh, Chief on that. I, I just, I, it's just not. I can wait out 17 days for any movie. I mean, heck, that's about the time I actually want to go to a movie anyway. Unless we're gonna talk about it on the podcast, I'm, I'm waiting three weeks before the crowd. I mean, after the crowds died down, and now you're gonna say, okay, oh, we can get it in 17 days. Like, and, and it's like, I mean, it's like it's almost saying it's like if you're buying Universal coming. I mean basically having that one deal with uh, what was the studio Jeff? I mean what was Universal. the theater? AMC. AMC. That basically is putting every other theater on notice. You better sign that agreement or you're not going to get the movie and then you're going to be completely shut out of this. So it's almost like you have to as soon as Universal comes saying this, you have to say, yeah, sure, we'll do it. Because if you're a small regional theater um, I mean, you, you're just not going to catch any of that new money and any of that new mo- movie money. So you're, you're screwed. So I, I think it's, 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 in, it's signaling the end of movie theaters as we know it until, or at least, at least until this is over. But yeah, I think it's, it's going to work for the consumers. It's going to work out very well because we'll just say, Hey, again, as we've said, 
basis since it started. You, you, if you, if it's something I want to see, I'll pay fifty dollars to watch it for a week, and that'll just be it. So one thing I'm a little annoyed about with this is next year seems like it is going to be a crazy year for movies. Now, granted, a lot of films that we're supposed to be shooting this year to come out next year are going to be delayed to an extent, but some of them are still going to come out. And this is on top of all of the movies that came out or were set to come out since March. So that's basically a full summer slate of movies. And, and then all the stuff is set to come out next year. Now, one movie that I was really looking forward to seeing this year was Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. That was supposed to come out in October. And that was a good time for it. Away from all the summer films, right at a point where people who still want to enjoy some action can see it and go, oh, cool. Now it's time for the winter serious Oscar films. Now Paramount Pictures has pushed it back and it's going to come out at some point next year, too. This is the kind of film that I thought would have fared pretty well coming out on demand because i mean i feel like if that movie makes 50 million that's a good deal for paramount there's interest in the gi joe universe you can go forward this is a precursor anyway this is just a hey remember gi joe was cool here's the guy who everybody thought was really cool now that you've got the taste of the past two movies out of your mouth and you can look forward to the next one that's going to come to theaters real soon but I'm not so happy that this is coming out and going to possibly get steamrolled by other big movies. Because, you know, every weekend it's going to be slammed with stuff at the rate we're going at this point. Were you guys interested in watching this Jaja movie? And if so, do you think it should have stayed on the calendar for this year? No, Jeff. Uh, I see Jason hesitating. No. Uh <laughs> What G.I. Joe movie did you find interesting enough to want to see more? This could have been it, man. I mean, this could have been the one that got the job done. This year, Ken, it's this year. I, I mean, I, you'd be better served to say, hey, instead of doing it like Oscar movie time or this year, just go just go where like Resident Evil and stuff were like early January. Just say, hey, we're, it's like you guys, this isn't, we're not buying for Oscar contention. And hopefully there's a vaccine now. So let's go with like February or something like that. But trying to do any kind of movie this year is just not the right way to go. All right. So you guys don't agree with me. You think it should go to theaters. And Chief just doesn't care at all. All right. Back to the rumor mill. Uh, you know, we've got a ton of Disney Plus Star Wars shows coming up on Disney Plus. One of them is Cassian Andor, and that is the character from Rogue One. He may be uh, having a few other characters from the franchise. Latest rumor has Grand Moff Tarkin possibly showing up. Clearly, it's going to be that really cool CGI version they did in Rogue One. But are you guys thinking that's a good play? And is it too much to have a lot of these old characters, or would they be better served introducing new people? And not relying on the past so much, even if it makes sense, like Tarkin here. No, Tarkin has to be kind of a, a giant threat because, I mean, especially for Rogue. I mean, 
you're doing a spinoff of Rogue One. So it's like, you need to have it like, hey, this guy was a threat to the galaxy. And it's, I mean, it's like, you got to have the Emperor, probably a random sighting of Darth Vader, if necessary. Uh, but you need to have it not be like some random scoundrels. It's like, no, you need to have it being the threat is the Empire. And maybe you don't, I mean, Krennic is more of a administrator in, you know, his little, his little area. So he's not bouncing around all the world, but, um, gosh, uh, Tarkin's got a Star Destroyer. He's running around all over Coruscant and he's, you know, helping bring fear to the galaxy. So you need to have him kind of a centralized bad guy. And then you make other credible bad guys after that. Like maybe this would be a good time to introduce Moff Gideon, who will be important later on. All right. So another rumor going around is that we're finally going to get a solo, a Star Wars story sequel. A lot of S's there. I had to make sure I pace myself to get them accurately. I think this is one of the best possible uses for Disney Plus to do a solo spinoff or sequel. Mm-hmm. Are you down for that? Or are you kind of like, eh, first one's fine. I don't need that. No, I mean, like, just solo movie, I think, got any, I think anybody had a bad taste on solo was much more of this is the first movie after Last Jedi. It was, if you watched that movie, before, even before, just three days before Last Jedi, I think people would have a much more favorable view of that movie. <laughs> three days. Um, yeah, it's like just any times like, oh, okay, oh, that that's kind of hot. Okay, I got you. That's cool. I mean, oh, I mean, uh, that's how I named Solo. Okay, all right, okay. Um, it, it, it added some backstory, and there's, I mean, especially after watching Clone Wars, it's like that, the Black Sun in there is like, hey, there's something in there. There's a storyline that is not going to trample over on anything else you know. So it's free-range story, which is the best thing for Star Wars. It's like, it's, I mean, I know how we've talked about it many times. It's just like, if you don't, you can use the characters, but if you have, hey, you got 10 years or five years to just play around and do whatever. That's the best, I mean, that wide open space is the best storyline. I mean, that was that was actually the best, with the idea of those extended universe Star Wars books. And that's what made those have really great stories. And then when they, you know, when Disney bought them, they trampled over those. And then it's like, oh, we're going to erase all those stories. And then we're going to have no comprehensive story on what we're doing for our trilogy. And if you have a book in of, hey, his storyline has to end up in New Hope. Cool. Okay. So how many years is that? Play around, maybe five years. So he looks a little older than Princess Leia. You're good. I mean, like you got Black Sun, you got Jabba the Hutt, Space Running. I mean, how many bounty hunters do we see in Star Wars? I mean, we got plenty to play around. I mean, hey, you. I mean, if you want to, now you can bring back Boba Fett. Right. And no, it's like especially since he's already signed up for a Disney Plus show. Perfect time to drop him in. So I think I think it's a win. Yeah, also wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. There's a new DC 
Warner Brothers animation film coming out, Batman, Death in the Family. And this one is going to take a page from Netflix films where it's going to have interactive options so you can choose your own adventure. And this one is you figure out the story if Joker kills Robin or if he doesn't. Now, the teaser trailer showed a few branching paths, like if you let uh, him get killed, then he comes back as Hush, or you keep him alive, and he becomes Red Robin, and he's still going after Joker, but there seems like there's a lot of different things that can you can do with this. Um, I think this is a cool way to go, and this is probably the best story for DC to play with this format. What do you guys think about watching this kind of movie where you're choosing the way it plays out? I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think you, I mean, especially in a star for content, even if it, when, when's your prospective release date? Huh. Uh, let's see. I'm sure it's not going to come out this year just because you said that. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am looking, and I do not see a actual timeline for when it's coming. Okay, let's let's say let's put it to twenty twenty one. Okay, I I think definitely. I mean, it's like that was one of the. I mean, I was too young to participate in you know vote for you know keeping Robin alive, uh, because that actually cost money, and I didn't have money to just randomly go and you know call to vote for Robin's death. But I think. Because I think we were talking yesterday, it's like one of the guilty pleasure movies that a lot of people, Clue. And one of the best things about Clue is like it has three endings in that movie if you watch the DVD. But if you watched it in theaters, you got one of three endings. And basically you couldn't talk. It's like, oh, wait, I wouldn't saw Clue. What do you mean that happened? I, I saw this ending. And to have it like your own ending and then you can't watch it, say, like maybe like until the home release, the other version, or you go back and watch it again. I think would just be a very cool story. I mean, I think that's a great idea for, for storytelling now. So I think that's a great idea. Now, because of that, they can't make it the full feature length story. It's going to be a short. So oh. it's not, I think they're like 77 to 82 minutes. This one's not going to be that long just because of the nature of the story and because you can't tell three 72 minute stories or 77 minute stories so i think it's probably going to be more along the lines of like 20 minutes maybe which i think works in the case of this one so they're going to use some of the old footage from under the red hood yeah and incorporate that into the film and kind of use that same animation style and just kind of go from there i think it's a good idea chief what do you think uh if you guys love it are you so you can go back in and watch the movie again and take different paths? Is that is that it? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, man. I I don't <laughs> I don't know if I want to be too active with my movie, but I can see I can see some people who want to interact with the movie they watch. I just kind of like to sit back and 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 and, and watch the story. Like like when you go to a concert and uh, the uh, whoever's you know whoever you want to see starts to try to make the crowd sing the whole song instead of them. And then you're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, you know, I could have sang this song at my house. Like, like I paid you to come do this. That's, so it's one of those things for me. Like, I'm, I don't, you know, even though 
you know, people may love it. I'm, I don't know if I want to interact with the story. I'd rather just there be a story rather than for me to control it. Because that means that I've, you know, I've got to pay attention to the story. Like, and sometimes I just like to, you know, I'll something to be on and, uh, you know, I'll be doing, you know, a couple other things. Now I've, I've got to sit there intently. Uh, should he go through the door? Yes. Does he jump off the building? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm, you know, depends. And, that, and then again, it depends on how many questions they're asking me. Like, how how often are they going to beckon me to come and 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 be a part of the story? So, okay, Chief. Like Jeff, what's that game uh, like, The Last of Us, or uh, that video game? Basically, like you have a split second to make the decision. Until dawn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't like I don't like that game either. Oh, that's uh, that, that Walking Dead. It was like that. Oh, yeah, Walking Dead too. Yeah. All of those games from uh, Telltale Games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's 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 fun to watch somebody play them, but I, you know, for me to just go in there and make decisions, like I don't, I, don't, I like to kind of, you know, let you the like story to stick unfold. to the script. I Yeah, I just because you know my thing is you know, uh, I don't know. I just you know, like the time they were at the dinner table eating. And it was the dude's legs, and he came crawling in. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, uh, what are we eating? Like, yeah. Right. Now, now, I made the decision to eat that. Yeah, nah, I'm cool. I did not eat. I was like, nah, <laughs> something shady here. Not going to, not going to, not going <laughs> to partake of this meal. Dude, yeah, they so got the good fun. pork going. Yeah. Those, pork? those are fun. <laughs> I love those games. Cause it's just like it's on me. I can't even blame the the game designers. It's it's my choice and my decision. Like when I was playing Until Dawn, I was you know it's like a horror movie, and there's this loud noise coming, and you know I'm separated from all of my friends. So I hear this noise, and I'm like, oh maybe it's one of my friends. Let me go open the gate to let them out. And a sucker, some monster came and killed me. I was like, doggone it, dude. How many how many horror movies have I watched and said, No, dummy, don't go to the noise. With go go the what's, other way. Is that with the uh uh with the thing trying to eat you? Uh no, this isn't until dawn. Till dawn, that's with the uh what's that thing? What's those things called? Uh the Wind Diego. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was yeah, what yeah. it was that got me that time, but I was so I was this it's like dude how could you let yourself get killed this stupid horror movie way and i was like oh, apparently i'm just a regular horror movie victim so right fortunately i had a few more you characters know, to kill someone so answers actually someone so asked you a question you answer it this made your answer made them distrust you a little bit You're right like, Damn. dude yeah <laughs> they have another one uh man of media i think it's made it man of yeah, but it, it's another one like that where it's like, shoot, I was telling you the truth, and now you're mad at me. And it's, it's yeah. Right. I was really close to getting the best ending on that one, though, Chief, but I, I made one, literally one mistake, and it cost me getting the best ending. I was very upset about that. Mm-hmm. You can't go back and, that's what I'm and fix those mistakes either. But the, the, you said you can't go back, right? No, you cannot. You just have to suck it up and deal with it. Right. So, so think about this. You paid forty or fifty bucks, right? The game has made you make the decisions yourself, and then you don't get the best ending. It's like, why can't like, oh, I paid I paid fifty bucks not to get the best ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yo, 
Just just play it again. Play just play it again. Thing over again. Yeah, you do. No, <laughs> no, no thank you. No, All right, let's let's uh last thing for the day here. Zack Snyder held his Justice Con basically the same time as Comic Con at home, and that actually did better numbers in terms of social media tweets and mentions, et cetera, because I guess people actually care about this Justice League take of his or the Snyder cut, and fans weren't very excited about going watching pre-recorded interviews with people at home. Um, but yeah, so Snyder had this huge deal. He had a lot of the cast show up and pop in. And he said that his movie is no longer part of the DC extended universe canon because Josh Whedon finished that up with his film and the continuity that developed from that with Shazam and Aquaman is the ongoing DC universe continuity. I think that if the Snyder Cut ends up being as popular as people tend to think it will be, the DC will pivot and go, yeah, well, actually, that stuff didn't really matter and count. This is what's happening. Because really nothing in Shazam is dependent on the Josh Whedon version of Justice League. And ditto for Aquaman, unless Snyder has Aquaman lose his arm or something, or lose his hand and gets replaced by a hook. But, um... I was kind of curious about this. Like, what do you guys think? I mean, this seems to be one of the bigger things that's on the horizon for 2021. And we've got, you know, I assume we're going to have Black Widow come at this point. Disney hasn't made any official announcement on how far they're going to delay it. And Wonder Woman just seems destined for 2021 at this point. Um, We've already got the Fast and Furious, James Bond, Top Gun. Uh, Quiet Place 2. I mean, there's a slew of movies coming for next year. But I almost feel like I'm more interested to see what's going to happen with the Snyder Cut and what possible developments, if it's going to be like a limited series or if it's just going to be one super long movie. Are you guys more excited about this than some of the other projects? Or are you just kind of like, eh, when it comes out, I'll watch it. Not that excited about it. Chase, how about you? Um. I have like it was funny. I just watched uh, rewatched uh, Watchmen on DC Universe, and I'm like, Zack Snyder makes a good movie. <laughs> it's just like I know some people had some people have a couple issues, but it's like he makes a good movie. So I am excited to see where he goes and add some stuff that he wants to go, and maybe gets to this, maybe gets to a flashpoint to reset some stuff. Uh. I mean, I, I, I like I said, I, I'm, I am for 20. That was probably the most interesting content. Con, uh, that's the, the content that I'm expecting almost next year. I know Fast and Furious, but I'm thinking there's another Fast and Furious on the other end of that. So I'm not super excited because that just delayed the other one. Um, but this would be, hey, we have a Justice League story that we can tell that maybe everybody will like. I mean, I know his when he was kind of saying this was going to be an Elseworld, Elseworld Justice League now. It's like, uh, I don't know if that's accurate anymore because if, I mean, like I said, with Shazam, it's like all it is is basically Henry Cavill comes back. And we know he's back in Justice League, so that's not a thing. Uh, the world's going to continue after the end of Justice League, so Aquaman still would exist. Uh, we can just, if we need to do something, we can just update a hook. 
I mean, Bruce Wayne makes him a better hook, and it ends up looking like a hand. It's like, I, I think, I mean, and we actually will talk about Cyborg after the movie's over versus, <laughs> you know, the random dude. Yeah, he was, he, he got an actual decent looking armor at the end of the movie, but we didn't even know why. I mean, we barely knew why he got the armor in the first place. Um, That's really something I hope happens much earlier in the Snyder Cut because I just felt like he had that. It was just one of those deals where it just looked like bad CGI right it from was. the start. From the first moment they showed it, it was like, this looks terrible. And it was just one of those things where it just kept taking me out of any cyborg scene where he didn't have like the hoodie on. Yeah, because it was like funny. Like, if you wa- I don't know if it was just the TV I watched it, but like when he's like in the fight trying to fight Superman and his head is turned the wrong way, it's just like, oh, come on. Didn't somebody put some money to this? Like his, it's like his body and head aren't moving the same time. Like, come on, guys. Well, I mean, that don't necessarily have to happen with cyborgs. So that's okay. But it didn't. I mean, it didn't look good. It was it's like, yes, it wouldn't have to. I mean, it just looked like, oh, the lights on his head is one way, and the CGI body is not. It's like, I am. I have to watch it again to verify. Chief, what, what's your take on this? Are you excited about the Snyder Cut? And how does this rank in terms of some of the other things that you're looking forward to seeing next year? You know, I'm I'm really excited. I can't wait for the Snyder Cut. Uh, I had very, I was hoping that this DC uh, slate of movies would kind of turn into sort of a Marvel thing. Because even like, you know, like if you think about it, Marvel has done its run. So, in essence, if, if DC was following the Marvel, uh, we'd have two more, two more, three more Justice League movies, and then everybody would get their three or four solo movies. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you know, Marvel crapped it up with Justice League. Uh, DC. I mean, DC crapped it up with Justice League. And uh, we you know we haven't really we haven't gotten anything really. We've gotten you know Aquaman was good, Shazam was good, Wonder Woman was good. Um, but they you know they're not putting out movies uh, to sort of bring everybody together in a twine, none of that. So um, so this this uh, this Justice League cut. I'm hoping that it is what we hoped it would have been when it hit the movie theaters. Um, I mean, they kind of were everywhere with it. Whoever, you know, the director was just like, mm, let's just, you know, we'll give the people something and it doesn't matter. They'll eat whatever. And no one liked the taste. <laughs> so, uh, right. We're not a bunch of Mikey's, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, I'm hoping this, this Snyder cut is, is bellissimo. Just real good, so I can, you know, piece together certain things, make sense of certain things, and then we can finally get into a a DC universe that is worth being in, instead of the one we're in now. You know, uh, and and someone please explain to me Wonder Woman 1984. So I mean, I haven't had the movie, but I don't know why we got to go back in time. But anyway, uh, yeah, so. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this cut is really good. Excited about the Snyder cut, and I'm hoping, and I'm hoping that it gives possibility to this new Superman movies, Man of Steel movies. I know you're excited about that, so hopefully this will come together just for you. Now it's time for our favorite segment. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jace, who you got? My Dummy of the Week is probably me and a whole lot of other people. Uh, and I'll give you the background. I think a couple of weeks ago or a couple, maybe, you know, sometime during pandemic world, uh, Dr. Dre and his wife uh, filed for divorce. And we were just like, and there was a kicker. Oh, no, there's no prenup. And we were like, oh, man, Dre's so stupid, man. Who could, how could you let her take that much money, man? Dude, you know how much money you're worth? And the first day of court, he's like, yeah, I'm not that stupid. I, I did have a prenup. You know, I mean, though I got married in 96, I still was, you know, basically running death row. So I kind of need to make sure all that asset was handled. So all of us who thought Dre was an idiot because we didn't, you know, understand it was still Dre Day. That's on us. So we're the dummies of the week. Okay. My dummy of the week is all of these uh, Twitter couch experts, basement dwellers who are calling out NFL players for deciding to opt out of the season to make sure their families are straight. A lot of people, uh, Marquise Goodwin, uh, who used to be a receiver for the 49ers, got traded to the Eagles this past offseason, announced that he was not playing because his wife just had a newborn baby. They've had numerous miscarriages, and he does not want to take any chances of getting his baby uh, the virus. So he's already hit, and this was, I think, just two days ago. So already people are, well, he's stupid. Why is he take? Now is he not playing this season? And of course, that's probably Philly fans because they're very cultured and smart up there. But it's kind of whack that people have to deal with this when all they're trying to do is take care of their families. So don't be a dummy and respect anybody who does not want to do anything for your entertainment uh, just because they want to take care of their families. So, all right, fellas, thank y'all for rolling with me as always. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.